Hello, my friends. We are back with more storytelling content today. Oh, yes. So here for it. I love it. I'm so excited. Today, uh, we are going to dig into six things you need to write a story for your content. We've talked before about how stories are important, how useful they are for your business. And today we're going to dig a little bit into how to actually do that. And so, yeah, join me for these six things you need. Let's get started. This is Confident Communication for Entrepreneurs, the place where we embrace who we are and use it to our advantage in our businesses. We don't change who we are to fit the marketing rules. <laughs> we break those rules and maybe make a few of our own too. You get to set the standard for how you communicate in your business, and I'm here to help you do that. It's time to share your message in a way that feels great and is totally aligned to who you are. So grab a coffee and join the party. Oh, you guys, it is so good <laughs> to have sunny weather. You have no idea. I can wear cute dresses. I have iced coffee instead of regular coffee for like the first time this year. Might even be able to work outside this week. Do you like working outside? I would love to know if you actually like working outside over like the warmer months or whether you just say no, please no and stay indoors. I'm super curious. I feel like everyone's really different on that, but I love just being able to work outside. It just seems like such a peaceful place to sit and write or to do some planning. Anyway, let me know. I would be totally interested to know which, like what kind of person you are on that. But anyway, we are not here to talk about the weather or coffee as much as I would like to. We are here <laughs> to talk about the six things that you need to actually write a story for your content. So let's jump into this list. I'm going to give you the overview of the list and then I'm going to go back to each one, talk a little bit about what I mean by each of these things um, and just like why they're important and why they're useful for your story. Now, I need to preface this by saying this list does not come from me originally. I did not make this list up. This list um, comes from a book called Sell with a Story by Paul Smith. I will link it in the um, the show notes because it is a super useful book and I highly recommend reading it. I really like it um, or listening to it if listening is more your thing than reading. Um, but yeah, he that's where I got this list from. He came, I don't know if he came up with this list, but this is his list that I got from his book. Um, but I want to share it with you because I think it is it's a really, really useful list and a useful guide for how to write a story in terms of the things that you need to make sure that you're including. So um, it's really important to share it, but I just want to make sure that you know that I did not make this up. <laughs> this is not my list. I just really, really love it. I'm very passionate about it. So with that being said, with my little disclaimer, and like I say, I'll put the link in there. I'm not affiliated with it in any way, um, but just I think it's a really great book. And if you want to check it out, then I will leave the link so you can go check it out. Um, Anyway, the six things um, that are going to actually make a story are these. So you are going to have or you're going to need to have a time, a place, a main character, an obstacle, a goal, and events. So those are the six things. So if you are running out of time, great, cool. You got your six things. You can go. Um, but let's dig into each of these things a little bit more because 
what does some of these mean? Some of them may seem like super common sense, um, but it's still worth just talking about what that means and why, why that matters. So we'll start with number one, a time. So as an example, a time can be, it could be super specific and it can be a little bit broader as well. But a time is just giving your story that kind of context. It's letting people know when this thing happened, right? So is your time last week or yesterday? It can be something super recent, right? It could also be like four years ago or in 2008 or a decade ago, whatever it is, um, things like that that are a bit further away. It doesn't really matter when the story took place, but people will want to know, especially if you're talking about your business and business journey. It's, it's useful for people to know, like whether this is something that you discovered recently or something that you have just been doing forever, right? That builds back into the trust factor that we've talked about in the past and being able to build that trust with your audience, giving people that context so they know like when these things happened, right? Now, how specific does your time need to be? That depends on on you and on the story and how important it is to you, right? If it's super important to your story <laughs> that it happened at exactly five minutes past eight in the morning on a Monday, yesterday, like then say that. But that well, that kind of detail really doesn't matter all of the time and especially the further back in time you go the less detailed your time needs to be so I have stories where I don't actually remember exactly when they happened so I would say around the age of seven or eight because that is a time that in in a vague way but it is a time sometimes you can just say things like back when I started my business because even although it's vague in terms of we don't know whether you started your business last year or five years ago, or 20 years ago, it's still specific enough that it gives people the context that it's not now. It's not necessarily recent. It's not something that is currently happening, right? So use your common sense. Use your intuition for the story that you're writing to decide whether it needs to be super specific or it can be a bit vaguer, okay? <laughs> so number two, a place. Um, same rules or ideas here as it would be a time. This can be anything from, you know, sitting at my desk or sitting on my front porch, something like that, or on my way to the grocery store, something, you know, that's kind of super specific like that. But it could be broader. It could be, um, you know, in for me, I grew up in Scotland. So I have stories that I could say in Scotland or while I lived in Scotland, that's a place. Or it could be um, you know, at my primary school or at my high school, those kinds of things. A place just gives people an idea of where the story is happening. Again, so it helps them paint that picture. The idea of these stories, remember, is to take people on that journey with you, to let them kind of step into what is happening or what did happen in your life. And if you can give them these details in the in the like beginning of your story, setting the scene and giving them that context, they're going to be able to paint that picture so much easier and really walk with you through the journey that you took and the emotions that you felt and the actions that, that, that happened, right? You're going to be able to take them through that process with you. So that's why you want to, you know, have these things like a time and a place, okay? And again, if you don't know exactly, you can keep it broader. That's why I say sometimes you can just say like 
in my house or things like that. It doesn't need to be super, super, super specific. <laughs> okay. But if it needs to be super, super specific, then let it be super specific. It comes back down to your intuition um, based on the story that you want to share with people, how specific or vague you want to be with these things. Okay, number three, a main character. So this makes it sound a bit more like fiction than real stories. Um, this is just a way to refer to the, the subject of your story. Most of the time, this is going to be you. Like you are the one sharing these stories. It's about your life. So even just saying, I was at the grocery store, you've given us a character. You, right? But you don't need to be the character, the main subject of your story if you don't want to be. There's some amazing stories that you could share about um, someone that is inspirational, someone that you look up to or a friend or, or a colleague or maybe your coach or mentor or someone like that. So then in, you could share their story and that could be the character for the story, right? But the, it needs there needs to be a character, whether it's you or someone else, there needs to be a character. There is no story if there is no character. And the reason is it's just that same thing of being able to be in the moment and in that moment of the story. If there's not a person going through that journey, then it becomes very hard to relate to. It makes it feel like it's not real. It's just a list of facts or or something, right? It's not a story anymore because there's nobody there experiencing it. So there needs to be a character. Like I say, most of the time it will be you, but not always. So don't feel like it has to be you. You can tell someone else's story as part of your um, brand messaging or your business messaging. Okay, number four, an obstacle. So this is just the idea that your story needs to have some sort of thing that your main character is trying to overcome. It can be super big. It can be super small. It, it really doesn't matter. But I, there needs to be something that is being overcome. So for example, um, my favorite example to give, <laughs> as it's kind of a silly example, but like maybe your, your story here is that you are going to the grocery store because you need to buy groceries. So your story could go something like this. Um, you know, last week I needed to go to the grocery store and as I was leaving my house, I realized that I um, dropped my shopping list in the laundry and put the laundry basket already in the washing machine. So I didn't have my, lawn, my, my grocery list anymore or something like that, right? So that's your obstacle there is <laughs> your grocery list no longer exists. How are you going to overcome this? Well, you know, you write a, a new list or something like that, right? It's a bit of a silly example, but it just is just demonstrating the point that your obstacle doesn't need to be Mount Everest, right? Your obstacle could be, I lost my grocery list. Other examples of an obstacle could be um, like trying to work out how to connect with your audience um, or trying to cook healthy meals for your family or your children, um, trying to homeschool them and get them to like be engaged and pay attention. Um, any number of things like that, right? Those are just some examples off the top of my head. But anything that is a block in some way, that's an obstacle. And they're, they, this is the most, the, what I think the most important part of the story, because this is where you get to share something that you've learned or that the character learned. If, if you're talking about 
um, someone else? What did they learn? What did that process look like? And that's why the goal is so important because this gives your story the power, right? It makes it interesting because we wanted we want someone to cheer on. <laughs> we like we like stories that have a hero that has to try and beat the villain and there's lots of things in their way that um prevent them from doing that but they try and they try and they try and then they succeed right and well maybe they don't succeed but we love those stories of like the the battle of trying to overcome this thing and almost every single story almost every single story will have this um pattern in some way there will be an an obstacle a hurdle something that requires <laughs> someone to face something that they've never faced before and they don't know what to do about it um so your story needs to have something like that in it too now like i say it doesn't need to be dramatic um but there needs to be something in there because that's what's going to captivate people and reel them in and hook them and keep them engaged as you tell your story and this is the thing that gives you the opportunity to share a lesson or something that you've learned um throughout the process too uh, number five is a goal. Now, this will normally come before an obstacle. So the list is written out in a bit of an odd way. But the goal, you will normally state it pretty, pretty early on in your story as well. What is it that your character is actually trying to do, trying to accomplish? This is not the same as the obstacle. The obstacle is the thing that gets in the way of the goal, the thing that's preventing the goal from being reached. Um, so in our little grocery store example, the goal is to go do the grocery shopping. I want to go to the grocery store and buy my groceries, but the obstacle is that my grocery list ended up in the laundry and now it's just, you know, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so you're normally going to state your goal before you encounter your obstacle, but you need to make sure that you have both because each one requires the other. A goal is not very worthwhile if there's nothing that's in the way. And that's the power of your stories is that you have a noble goal and something got in the way of it. And your story is your journey through that process. So a goal, very important. Make sure that you have one. Again, it doesn't need to be like Mount Everest. <laughs> like I say, in our silly example, it's just the grocery store. Your goal could be um, posting consistently on social media or um, your goal could be I don't know, having a happy relationship with your spouse or something like that, right? Your goal doesn't need to be the most dramatic thing ever, but there needs to be a goal of some sort, okay? Now, the last thing, number six, events. So this just refers to things that happen in your story, having some details, having some things that go on. So a story is not much of a story if you say, um, once upon a time, there was a lonely woman and then she walked down the path and found a man and they got married at the end. It's not much of a story. <laughs> it's really boring. It's not very exciting, right? Like, think about Snow White, right? Like this beautiful girl out in the woods. It's not just girl meets boy and they got married, right? He's got to go fight a dragon. She's battling with the fact that um, the queen wants to kill her and she gets put into a sleep. There's all the dwarfs that do all sorts of things. There's all these things that happen that together that make a story. It doesn't, it isn't just A to B in two seconds. Now, you don't need to write like a whole novel, especially if you're on social media. Nobody wants to read a whole novel, right? Like the, you, long posts are good, but you're not writing a book. It doesn't need to be super, super, super long, but you still want to include some events. So 
if we're going back to our grocery store example, you know, the details, some of the details are, you know, did I pause the washing machine to see if I could try and retrieve the list? Did I actually just decide to start over and write a new one? Or maybe I decided to just screw the list and go to the grocery store without one and just buy whatever I wanted to and see how it went. Like what, what happened in the process of me trying to reach the goal? This is where the bulk of your story is going to be. This is where the meat is, right? It's taking people through those details of what happened? What were you doing? What were you trying to do to overcome your obstacle? Did you reach the goal? Those kinds of things. So don't leave out those details or events because, like I said, that's what makes the story complete. That's what it puts all the pieces together and actually completes it and makes it a story versus just a random set of things that you've listed out. So those are the six things. I'll go over them once more just to give you a little refresher. So the six things that you need to include to actually write a story, you need a time, you need a place, you need a main character, you need an obstacle, you need a goal, and you need events. And if you can have all of those things in your content, in your story, whether you put your story on social media or you put your story on like a podcast or on your website or a blog post or wherever it is it's going to go, have those six things in there. Um, just, yeah, make sure they're, they're the things that are going to make that story more compelling and actually make it a story, right? And something that's interesting to read. So I want you to try this out. <laughs> try a silly example before you try... Um, like a, a, a proper business story if you're not feeling like you're quite ready to jump straight into a business story try out something silly like just think about something that you did at the weekend and practice writing it out right like use those six things to write about your weekend and either just try it out on your own and in, in a journal or a word document or something but you can also totally come into my Facebook group <laughs> and try it there and just Tell me that you're you're trying out the podcast episode exercise. That you, tag me in it. I'd love to be able to read it and see it. Um, so yeah, you could totally do that if you want to practice somewhere like that isn't just your journal. So you can totally come to my Facebook group for that. That's what it's there for. It's there to support you. Um, my Facebook group is Confident Communication for Entrepreneurs. So same name as the podcast. So just hop over there if you want to. And post your story in there. It'd be so fun. Plus, I get to learn what you did at the weekend, which would be really cool too. Um, but if you don't want to do that, totally fine. Do it in your journal. But I want you to practice this one one way or the other. Just practice using these six things and write out a little story for yourself. So that's what I would love for you to do. Do let me know how it goes. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Want to practice what you just learned? Or maybe you just have a couple of questions. Join me in my Facebook group, Confident Communication for Entrepreneurs, where you can connect with me and a bunch of other amazing business owners working to sell their offers their own way. If you want to dig a little deeper, go to sarahbeisel.com resources, where you'll find all of my free stuff to get you started on your journey towards authentically and confidently communicating with your ideal clients. And if you're ready for that next step, head over to sarahbeisel.com slash work with me to learn about my coaching courses and program. I'll see you there. And if not, then I'll see you next time.